Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. On Yahoo Sports Radio. I want winners. This is just a reminder, the Talk of Fame is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer is running slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanComputer software to get rid of what may be slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. And talking about winners, well, we've got one right here. As promised, our first guest is the second longest tenured coach in the NFL today. Marvin Lewis not only has restored credibility the Cincinnati Bengals, where he's been since 2003. He's had his team in the playoffs nearly half of the time he's been there. Won three division titles and been named the 2009 NFL Coach of the Year. The first Cincinnati coach to win that award since Hall of Famer Paul Brown in 1970. The coordinator of one of the best defenses ever, the 2000 Super Bowl champion Baltimore Ravens, Marvin Lewis has had a run of success lately, becoming only the 37th NFL coach with 100 wins taking the Bengals to a franchise first, four straight playoff wins, and then getting a contract extension. So it was a pleasure to see him, and now it's a pleasure to hear him. Marvin Lewis, thanks for joining us. Clark, uh, Ron, it's my pleasure. Thanks, Marvin. Great to have you. Yeah, it is great to have you. Marvin, I I mentioned that stint with the Ravens. We're a show that deals with history. Uh, First question, where would you rank that defense against some of the greats, say someone like the 85 Bears or the 76 Steelers? Well, uh, obviously uh, the guys played very, very well that season. Uh, I think the thing that was uh, so outstanding was, uh, you know, they played 20, think, football games and gave up 16 touchdowns in the regular season and one in four playoff games. And uh, to me, you know, uh, that uh, uh, is very, very special. You know, it got to be where, uh, you know, the other team wasn't trying to win the game. They were merely just trying to score. And um, <laughs> our guys took quite quite a bit of pride in not letting the other team score touchdowns. Well, we get to a certain age, Marvin, which unfortunately I am, and uh, I get nostalgic for things like defense. Uh, and it just uh, seems to me that the uh, – I wonder what your take is on the leagues, you know, you know, changing so many of these rules. You know, I go back to Jack Tatum, who would be in leg irons if he was playing today. So. Uh, <laughs> You know what? What do you make of this whole thing? And could the Ravens do today what you guys did then under the present set of? Well, it's an adjustment, and uh, you know, I I would think that uh, yeah, I think our guys were very smart players. I think that's what made them all so good, uh, is they were very smart, and I think they were smart enough to be smart enough to adjust uh, to today's rules as far as uh, you know making plays on the ball and so forth down the field that way. There were things that that we always coached. Uh, we didn't coach any other way. But within the rules, so I would imagine our guys could adjust and, uh, and 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 still play at a very high level. Cincinnati's Marvin Lewis is our guest on the Talk of Fame Network, and Marvin, I want to stay on that subject. Uh, we had Jack Del Rio on this program a couple of weeks ago, and he told us that Ray Lewis was the best leader he ever coached in the NFL. Now you had Ray in Baltimore on that 2000 team. Is he the gold standard you measure others against? Well, he's very very good, and uh, you know, and I you know I was also privileged to. To be, you know, twice with Rod Woodson, and you know, at Pittsburgh and in Baltimore, and I think Rod uh, really empowered Ray to continue to grow and become the, the great leader that, that Ray became throughout, and and uh, it's just outstanding. So a lot of guys, you know, uh, were, were very special, and, and and Rod was very special that way as well, and and I think a young guy like Ray who was always so thirsty. Uh, for knowledge and to learn from the more experienced players. Uh, he took that and ran with it. 
Speaking of goal standards, Marvin, I'm just wondering uh, what's your goal standard uh, of for a head coach, uh, either now or years past. Uh, not necessarily a guy you you work for, although it could be. But is there a guy or a couple guys that stand out for you as a sort of high watermark of coaching? Well, I think I was very fortunate to uh, have an opportunity when I came first to the NFL to work under Bill Cower, and he had not, not been a, a head coach. And I was able to, you know, start from the inception with Bill and, and learn how he did things. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I worked for Coach Marcia Broder there in Baltimore and later for Coach Spurrier at one point. But those guys had been head coaches. And then, but Brian Billick also, the same thing, uh, who had not been a head coach and uh, and got the team to play at a championship level very quickly, just like Bill did. So I think both guys were very special that way. And uh, they... Uh, had great pulse of the team and so forth. So, um, you know, I've been fortunate to be to to be underneath two guys like that. Just a quick follow up to that, uh, uh, Marvin. You're coaching a team now that was coached by Paul Brown, the legendary coach. You know, everybody sort of cites as the as the founder of almost anything. When you when you first came there, do you feel the any other sort of weight of that of his great history and all that he did for? Well, I mean, I, there's no doubt about it because, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I hear, you know, maybe once a week, you know, you know, my father, <laughs> you know, that way from Mike. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's that's the special part of my, my job is the fact that, uh, you know, I sit and talk with uh, uh, the liaison between Paul Brown and, and the football team a lot and Mike Brown for many, many years. So, you know, there's a lot of you know, a lot of things that we do now in the National Football League that Paul Brown started. And, uh, and, and you know, I'm fortunate to be part of his legacy here. Well, one thing he started in Cincinnati was that uh, Coach of the Year Award, which he got in 1970, as I mentioned. You got it in 2009, so you have continued the legacy. We're with Marvin Lewis, head coach of the Bengals. And, and Marvin, we also had Baltimore's John Harbaugh on this program about a month ago uh, telling us that Joe Flacco, he believes, will be in the Hall of Fame one day. Question for you, what do you think we're going to be saying about Andy Dalton in 15 years? Well, I think to, to speak of a Hall of Fame player, just like John's saying, is you got to go win a championship, and Joe's won a championship. Ben Roethlisberger in our division has won a championship, and so uh, that's the same thing we want for Andy Dalton. So we got to do everything in our power to get him to win the championship, and as a player, he's got to do everything in his power uh, to win a championship in order to be spoken uh, about in those same terms. It's rare. You know, I think, you know, Dan Marino being one of the few uh, to be mentioned as a Hall, you know, in, in the Hall of Fame who haven't been a championship quarterback. Yeah, Dan Fouts, too. You, you yeah. guys, that's why you guys are the authorities on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just means we're old and we saw all That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, we were talking to Andy Reid a while back, uh, Marvin. He, he was talking about uh, coaching uh, more than 10 years in one spot and the difficulty of that. And, you know, Bill Walsh used to say no one should stay longer than 10 years in one team uh, because uh, they get too used to your, your voice and that. But you're into your 13th season with the Bengals. How have you survived where others haven't been able, especially in your division, to do it? And when do you know that it's time to move on to another team? Well, I, I think that's the one thing that Coach Walsh said. And, uh, you know, I remember spending a lot of time, you know, because I started – in the 49 organization when coach started the minority fellowship program and I always was uh, kind of, you know, in the, in the shadows of the 49ers while he was there and later coach Seifert. So, and he believed in that, but this is a different era. You know, the players are changing every three or four years. And, and so I think that's a little bit different. 
So, you know, we, we you know, have changed out uh, many of the players that, uh, you know, were in, in the NFL in the past, you know, those guys would stay seven, eight, nine years uh, with the same club. And, uh, you know, now with our with free agency and so forth, uh, there's an evolution of players or, or a uh, matriculation and a growth and a graduation uh, that occurs. And you're, you're constantly cycling through uh, new players all the time, which is a little bit different uh, than it was. But I think when, just like he said, when they're no longer, when you know that your words are no longer, when they're falling on deaf ears, it, it's time to move on. Well, your words are not falling on deaf ears, Marvin. We've got Marvin Lewis, our guest, and um, as I said, there has been success at every step of your career, including the Super Bowl ring, but what there hasn't been is a playoff win in Cincinnati, not yet anyway. How do you get to that next level? Well, we're, <laughs> Clark, we're, we're trying to turn over every rock we can yeah. to figure it out. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. It's, uh, you know, uh, because it's, uh, um, you know, there's nobody here has more on the line than than myself, Mike Brown, and and Andy Dalton in that situation. So right. Um, but so from you know how we eat, how we train, how we practice, how we prepare, everything that way. Unfortunately, we don't get a chance to start uh, at that level. We have to earn our way back to that level, right. and that's what we're busy doing now. And then uh, you know we're gonna you know if we're fortunate enough, when we're fortunate enough at the end of this season. To get back in that position, you know, I hope to be there as with a healthier football team, uh, with a, a a team that that has a, a better eye on the targets, and uh, you know, and, and and quite a bit of focus and resolve. How have you sort of dealt with the kind of frustration of that yourself, uh, Marvin? Obviously, you know, there's been criticism of you, criticism of the franchise, of the quarterback, as always, uh, when a playoff game doesn't get uh, won, but you you keep coming back and bringing them back. The next year, which I would think is it, it could become difficult to do, uh, when when you're all sort of dealing with the frustration of the previous year. So how have you sort of handled that and sort of shook it off by the time the next season began? Well, you know, the mindset of the the the, the length, the time, and the and the uh, recall of the players about ten minutes. So that's really <laughs> not much residual hangover. Like my son, yeah, yeah, like, like about players. us too <laughs> as we right. get older. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that, and everybody wants to. You know, those not involved in the business always can look to that, but uh, those within know how difficult it is. And uh, and when you get there, you got to relish every opportunity you do, and you got to make the best of it. So, um, yeah, so I don't need to, I don't worry about that part at all. Marvin, I noticed recently you, you said something about the recent extra point rule change. You think it's bigger or a bigger deal than others might. You want to explain that to our listeners? Well, I, you know, in the AFC North, we have four outdoor stadiums. Uh, we know we're going to play in changing weather. Ourselves, Cleveland, Pittsburgh uh, are on water, you know, so there's the, there's the wind changes that occur, you know, along the rivers uh, all the time. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I feel it every morning here when I'm in the stadium running very early in the morning. I know the wind. I, I know what it, how it changes. I know Pittsburgh. I know Baltimore. And, and Cleveland's the same way on the lake there. So we're, we're, we're all you know, have these fields. Two of them are grass fields. So in our division, to me, if the field goal percentage in our division from that spot is way different. Uh, it's much less than it is across the league from kicking a 33-yard field goal. And, you know, we've made a lot of adjustments to the placement kicking over the last three years because of supposedly player safety. We took the ability to rush over the snapper away. We took the ability to overload on one side or the other, and then we took the ability to push. 
So no wonder the percentage is going to go up because we took the rush away from the apex of the kick. And now we're saying, oh, the percentages went up too much. Well, if you affect those things, that's when, you know, people make these judgments that aren't involved in the coaching of day-to-day stuff. Yeah, there's going to be an effect on that because we're, we, we took away the defense's ability to rush the middle of the formation and, uh, and to overload and so forth. So, you know, I, I still believe if we're, we're unhappy with things, the, the best solution was to narrow the, look, narrow the goalpost because that affects both field goal percentage and PAT percentage. It's going to affect both. Uh, Marvin so. Lewis, thanks for the time, and best of luck making your 13th Thank season you. a lucky one. Thanks a lot, Marvin. All right. Thanks, thanks Marvin. Right. Oh, Cincinnati coach Marvin Lewis. When we return, we'll talk quarterbacks, including those in Marvin's division. This is Taco Fame Network.